electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. This is Squawk Pod. I'm CNBC producer Katie Kramer. Today on our podcast, jabs, vigilance, and patience. Vice President Mike Pence received his first dose of the coronavirus vaccine on live television. The Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, the first shots produced and distributed across the country. But will there be as many as we hope? CNBC's Meg Terrell. They're talking about being able to immunize 20 million people between Pfizer and Moderna by the end of December. And we'll just have to see if the numbers of doses going out will actually make that possible. I mean, it's not like we're not in a hurry here. Dr. Scott Gottlieb on what the U.S. needs and when. I think they should be leaning forward and trying to get more vaccine into the market right now because we know a shot today is probably more valuable to a patient than a shot three weeks from now. And our own Squawk team battling social temptations. I'll wave to you, Andrew, when, when I leave. Don't get close to me. An elbow bump, come on. And taking on technical difficulties. I've been running around the house trying to figure out how to fix this situation. Really? Really? It's Friday, December 18th, 2020. Squawk Pod begins right now. Good morning and welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC. I'll tell you why I'm laughing in a second. I'm Joe Kernan. Becky is off today. Andrew joins us on the phone because his power just went out. Joe, now, I, I thought it Joe, snowed. Only, only in 2020. It it's 2020. <laughs> oh, I'm sitting here in the pitch black. I have, a, I have a computer that I've figured out how to work. I'm running off of LTE. And I actually have returned from you. So I can see you, if you can believe that. Oh, no. But I'm... Because I was, I was just saying to Mac, I'm going to make faces at you through the entire, whenever you say anything that, you know, I mean, obviously there's times you say things where I, you know, want to make faces and I'm not going to, so I can't do that. All right. So we're going to keep us honest. Uh, Andrew, so when, I, did it, when did it go out? I, we just, I mean, it I was know, yesterday was the snow. Uh, did it go I out? This, huh? 25 minutes ago, 20, I've been running around the house trying to figure out how to fix this situation. Really? Really? Okay. Really? Well, okay. That's possible. Mac, Mac it's possible. <laughs> it, it's possible that the, the, uh, a branch hit this morning or something. Now, I, I don't under, this is not your house, so you, have a, you don't have a Generac, right? Uh, which you should have, right? As a, as a professional journalist. Correct. We, we don't, give, give me, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to come back soon. So I'm, I'm hoping okay. that we will make it uh, very soon. We will, I, I don't know, we'll, we can only pray, but we've got we've made a lot of phone calls in the last uh, 25 minutes. Guess and who? There's, there's what you, you, we have brought in reinforcements, and it was a it was a special request because I saw Charlie Woods' swing, and I know Dom was talking about. It. I didn't have any audio. Dom uh, Chu is going to hang out with us. I, I'm just I, I loved seeing that. I loved the mini tiger. That was the coolest thing. It, it, in it, back in biology class, we talked about nature versus nurture. That kid has both. 
He's got the jeans and he's got that tiger as a teacher. Did you see that finish that kid had on, on the uh, on the follow through, Dom? You know, it's funny. So 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 I, I, I tend to commiserate a lot with the kind of, you know, golf media community and, and whatnot. And and the one thing I saw that people were talking about the most was the follow through on both of their swings yeah. and the left and right arm hang. They look almost identical. And, 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 you know, a lot of that is because, you know, Tiger is coaching Charlie that way. But, but you got to figure there's a DNA. Element yeah. in, the, in that Nature. whole process as well. Dom, if I um, if if I finished like that, you you could just cart me off because I'd be stuck. I, my my spine would be frozen, and and then here's where I need the help. And and he's got the nerves of a young uh, man too on these. I mean that is just so cool to watch. We, we haven't seen this yet. I guess Charlie, you know what? We should probably look at the futures, Andrew. I know Andrew's, but but you know what? They're down nine points. Okay, so relax. Uh, we're allowed to. Uh, we're allowed to talk about this a little bit. Anyway, Dom, we'll make time for this later if you're going to be around. Uh, uh, it, depend, it depends on Andrew's feed, right? So we'll see what happens. Fingers crossed that, uh, <laughs> that it's down for good. No, 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 no. We want it to come back. Andrew, do I have to do your interviews? You've got some interviews that uh, only you uh, can do. Are you going to do those or you want? You know you what? Want? Assuming that the battery on this iPhone that I'm calling in on doesn't go out over the next three hours, you're stuck with me. Good. All right. Good. This this will be this will be fine. Not no no big deal. But there is a good reason to come into the Nasdaq now. You know, uh, and I'm back here uh, again, <laughs> again today because true. Yeah, Very I think we have true. a <laughs> yeah, we have a generator. Anyway, Dom, hang out. You're out in uh, in EC. This will be. I'm kind of looking forward uh, to all this. Anyway, we begin with the intrepid uh, Meg Terrell, who has ready-made uh, soys lately almost every day. We knew the FDA advisory panel was meeting yesterday. Um, I guess because there was no 16, 17-year-old issues, they got almost unanimous except for an, abs an abstention, Meg, on, on the uh, Moderna vaccine. That's right, Joe. So the vote for the Moderna vaccine last night was 20 yeses, zero noes. One abstention, uh, that one person who abstained essentially uh, thought that instead of emergency use authorization, the uh, vaccine should be given expanded access, which really is just a more limited way of making it available, uh, in his opinion, to more high-risk groups. But really, an endorsement across the board from this panel, no debates about the efficacy of this vaccine, and uh, comments from the, the chair of this committee that this vote shouldn't be compared with Pfizer's in any way because, of course, Pfizer's vote included those 16- and 17-year-olds. And that was really the issue. So the FDA putting out a statement last night saying it's informed Moderna that it'll rapidly work toward finalization and issuance of an emergency use authorization. It's also notified the CDC and Operation Warp Speed so they can execute their plans for timely vaccine distribution. Remember, this is the same statement we got Friday morning on Pfizer and BioNTech's vaccine last week. It came even sooner for Moderna. So maybe we're seeing a faster timeline here uh, for this vaccine. We are going to be waiting to see that emergency use authorization potentially as soon as today. Now, after that comes, the CDC meets this weekend to talk about recommendations for this vaccine. And then next week, 5.9 million doses of Moderna's vaccine will go out across the U.S., joining two, more million, two million more doses of Pfizer's vaccine on top of the 2.9 million doses of Pfizer's vaccine that went out this week. Uh, so, Joe, the, the supply is getting out there, healthcare workers, uh, people in nursing homes starting to get vaccinated. And actually, on Sunday, the CDC meets to vote on the next priority groups, essential workers, people with underlying health conditions, people over 65. So that'll be a very interesting one to watch as well. Joe? 
So, Meg, you, I know how diligent you are. What about this Washington uh, Post piece? Do you, do you have any idea what's going on with Pfizer and the states and the supplies and whether there's I, – I, I'm so confused. Do you have any insight? Yeah, I spent all day yesterday <laughs> trying to figure this out. It's a confusing story. So essentially we've been hearing from governors across the country, from California to Rhode Island, Michigan, Missouri, Iowa, Florida, that their allocations of the Pfizer vaccine for next week were cut by as much as 30, 40, even 50 percent. Um, and they, many of them said there was no reason given. Um, now, Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, said it was because of Pfizer production problems. Pfizer told us they're not having any production problems. Um, I've heard that this could just be a mix-up to the states, really, that there were some preliminary numbers given. Uh, the Sacramento Bee reported it was in the Tiberius software system um, and that those weren't official allocation numbers. And so nothing was cut, uh, but there's confusion. But, Joe, even as that sort of is playing out, there is major tension happening between Pfizer and HHS. And we know that they're in this negotiation for 100 million more doses. Secretary Alex Azar has said a number of times this week on our air that they are being secretive about their manufacturing needs. Pfizer's got a different relationship with us. They're part of Operation Warp Speed. We have a $2 billion commitment for those first 100 million doses, but they've kept things more arm's length at their insistence throughout. Pfizer yesterday putting out a statement uh, saying that not only have they not had any production delays or shipment delays, but they've got millions of doses sitting in their warehouse that the government hasn't directed them to ship. And they say that they've been very transparent and even walked through with Operation Warp Speed their manufacturing uh, facilities. So there is there is tension simmering here, Joe, as this deal gets hammered out. It's unbelievable because we you, you said he's been on a few times. Yeah, Azar was on yesterday, and Becky talked to him for most of the interview was about this issue. This is not an issue of cost. It's about capabilities. Uh, uh, we will, we're working with them. It's very pr productive discussions. We'll use the full power of the U.S. government to assist, maximize production, as we always have been willing to do. Uh, I'm very optimistic. We'll get to a good place there. I mean, we can't hook up polygraphs to guess, but someone somewhere is, is <laughs> am I right or am I right? I mean, what's, is it confusion or someone misleading uh, people intentionally, in your view? That's hard for you to say, but um, these, don't, you can't, these two things don't, uh, don't jibe. The, the statements we're getting from Pfizer versus Azar. Yeah, there's certainly certainly tension between them. And, you know, the, I, I do think that there is confusion happening with what happened with the state's ordering. But what would, what would be helpful is if instead of I'm seeing, you know, three different accounts, the New York Times, Washington Post, Sacramento Bee, I have my own sourcing from people explaining that it's a mix-up. But why isn't the, the, the mix-up in the software system, if that's what it was, just being put out there very clearly by Operation Warp Speed or HHS to explain that's what's happening. Instead, what we're getting from HHS are these statements with these little needling, put, you know, sort of jabs toward Pfizer saying, well, Pfizer cut its supply forecast for 2020 already from 100 million to 50 million doses, and they assure us they'll have 50 million globally and 20 million for the U.S. by the end of the year, but we haven't had a confirmation yet, whereas Pfizer is saying we have no delays, we've got these millions of doses ready to go, we're ready to ship. It, it's drama, and this is not a process that needs drama, Joe. But, Meg, if Alberto Burlos, if Albert Burlos can be believed and there's actually genuine doses sitting in a, in a warehouse somewhere, that, that's sort of uncontrovertible, right? 
It is. And, you know, the question is, of course, HHS, Operation Warp Speed, they are withholding the second dose uh, for all the first doses that go out to make sure everybody gets their full vaccination. That's somewhat controversial, too. A lot of people think that just send out everything and count on the manufacturing supply coming through. They've decided not to do that. But the question is, and, and it seems uh, like the situation is that Pfizer has even more than that. And so why not ship all of what you can, even withholding that second dose? Um, is there some concern that the cadence won't work with the states? You know, those are kinds of the questions. But they're talking about getting up to being able to immunize 20 million people between Pfizer and Moderna by the end of December. And we'll just have to see if the numbers of doses going out will actually make that possible. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not like we're not in a hurry here. All right, Dom, my buddy. All right. Um, uh, Andrew's gone. I think he's on his way, hopefully. Uh, he can get here. He was apparently I was misinformed. He may be able to make it to the NASDAQ. This uh, might be just the catalyst needed to get more people into our studio operations than well, being at home. let's not push that too hard, but uh, we no. do have a, a place for him, I think, up. Uh, it's not going to be here. We, we're not going to do, we're gonna, still going to practice the, you know, nobody's going to be on set with me, but we have other places I think we can get fired up um, upstairs with cameras, and that's what I think we're going we're gonna to try. You know, to we do. got a lot of room here in Englewood Cliffs, because I'm looking down set on our main set, as you know, it's Joe, and you could, you, it's massive down here. I mean, you could, you could put somebody, you could put like 10 other people, you know, and <laughs> we're only with, socially distanced. Even with 20-foot distances. I know, yeah. seriously, but anyway. All right, Joe, so I'm going to do this one here, because Andrew is not here. I'm going to tell you about Unilever, because it said that it would resume advertising on Facebook in America. It withdrew, remember, over the summer, amid calls for brands to protest the social network's handling of hate speech and misinformation. More than 1,100 advertisers joined that big campaign back in July. Unilever did not formally join, but it did withdraw its spending through the end of the year, much longer than some other boycott participants had done. For example, Heineken and North Face returned after July. Coca-Cola resumed advertising on Facebook back in October. Verizon not yet returned. In a statement, Unilever said social media companies have committed to better management of harmful content on their platforms. And so there's a kind of big deal there. I, you, you, you remember those stories, Joe, about how some of those big companies aren't the biggest advertisers on Facebook anyway? It's all those local small businesses that spend way more than right. companies like Coca-Cola do. Right. Interesting piece yesterday on, uh, well, it's actually today, just on all the states signing on to, to some of these uh, these suits about the way the advertising is is done, Dom. Dom, do you um, you don't think your phone listens to you, do you? You have know, you ever I, you, been, you know, have you ever been talking about something and two seconds later, what you were talking about, an ad for it comes up? Does that ever happen? Because it it happens. It and does. And you know what's even stranger? You know, you know what freaks us out even more, Joe? It's it stuff that I talk about or look yeah. at shows up on my wife's phone no, for know. advertising and everything else. So, and, and by the way, I have Amazon Alexa devices in our house. I, I am, I mean, I know I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the tin hat, you know, conspiracy types, but I, I tend to watch what I say when there's an echo device around. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I heard Samsung TVs have a, 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 the ability to, to hear. I'm, you know what? I'm totally screwed. Uh, if any of this is true, I am, I am toast in this latest world. Am it, I not? It's, I all, still in make some it's jokes. all in the cloud somewhere. It's all, still, I still all, make all some your jokes. transcripts are in the cloud somewhere. <laughs> I still make jokes that I couldn't share uh, on air. I can tell you that. Uh, anyway, um, it, it was really weird yesterday. Talking yeah. about a, an espresso machine. Next thing you know, it's yeah. like, here's where you buy one. 
Yeah, where, where it's scary is Facebook and Instagram. So that's where it shows up the most. I, no, I see. I it. don't have any problem with it. I, they, they, I'm not with those those two entities. Uh, Either one. I got this screen and it, it's just got Andrew and he's it, like it's one of those pictures where wherever you are, his eyes are looking right at me and he's not. We don't have him on anymore. He's just. <laughs> like staring at me. It's very disconcerting. We got to talk to the photog who took that headshot of him because it's a good one. I, I agree because because it does feel like his eyes kind of move oh, with yeah. you. And, and, and they have never t they're leaving it there. I mean, he's not <laughs> on anymore. He, he's he's on his way here. But I mean, they could put something else up, a landscape or something, because it's it's creeping me out. Next on Squawk Pod, an historic moment, the vice president vaccinated. But former FDA Commissioner Dr. Scott Gottlieb says we could be doing more. The challenge is going to be in January when you're trying to distribute in the community. You have to go out and find eligible patients to vaccinate. We could have vaccinated many more people. That's after this. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. This is Squawk Pod. Welcome back to Squawk Box uh, here on CNBC. I'm Joe Kernan. Becky is off. Uh, with us this morning, Dom Chu joins us from CNBC headquarters, uh, and Andrew will be joining us shortly. Um, I can see him in my monitor, and I can read his lips because he's saying, I'm here. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. His eyes are legitimately following you now. Uh, they are. Did you see that earlier, Andrew? You were, you were I, like Big I Brother. I've been here the whole time. Uh, uh, what about the jacket? You, you figure you, you all bets are off. You can do whatever you want because you're upstairs. Get the jacket off. U.S. equity. <laughs> U.S. equity. It looks nice, though. You do look good in a jacket. We're going to have some audio issues, I think, because you're I'm getting some feedback on you, uh, Andrew, too. A little bit of an echo, but we'll take care of all these things. Um, it's working well. It's fine. It's a Friday and it's 2020. It's a really good shot of you. So theoretically, you could be here every day if you chose to, I guess, because this seems like it's working very well, but um, not really understanding that, uh, right? You could, uh, we could all, we could, we could, I think we could all figure out a way to do this if you want. You know, I'm, I'm game if we can figure out a, a plan. But okay. once we're in box, the other thing is, you know, we're, we're still in boxes. We're still yeah, we away are. from each other. We, we are. I know, I know, and I feel that. I feel that, I feel the, you know, the, the, I miss you. We want to uh, thank Dom, Dom Chu, for sticking around uh, with us this morning. You get time and a half. <laughs> uh, I think uh, you, uh, wow, that's, you work uh, close to, I mean, you're going to go on two hours pretty soon for the day, Dom. That's uh, crazy. Uh, you're a wild man. Anyway, you are leaving now to start your weekend. Am I right? No golf, though. No Unless golf. You orange ball. You get a lot more roll uh, if, it, if it ices over. But if it doesn't ice over, it's very difficult. Uh, uh, Tough conditions. I think that my wife has got me doing a lot of stuff around the house for the rest of the day. So, honeydew. So, yes, I got a very large honeydew list, including resalting the driveway and everything else. So I got that coming up with me, which is nice. But she anyway. really happy you're home, or is she like, ugh, snowed? You'd have to ask Megan that. <laughs> All right, Tom, thanks. Thank you, thanks, Dom. Guys. Thank uh, you for stepping in while uh, Casa Sorkin went dark. That's, <laughs> that's right. We are going to witness uh, 
Is it history being made, uh, Andrew? Uh, you're looking... I, I would say it is. <laughs> Vice President Pence, his wife, Second Lady Karen Pence, and Surgeon General Jerome Adams are all preparing to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, this is officials, public officials, look to show support for the immunization and calm fears from vaccine skeptics. We're both here today. This would be a good day, uh, Andrew, I, but we can't, we can't jump the line. Uh, we're not vice president of the United States, obviously, but um, I would do it, but we just, you know, all we're missing is the, <laughs> all we're missing is the vaccine. But I'm ready, I'm ready to roll up the, uh, the shirt sleeve and, uh, and do it. I am too. Here we go. What's going on? Symptoms of COVID-19 this morning and have read all educational materials pertaining to this vaccine. Before, I have a couple questions for you. Have you ever had a serious reaction to any previous vaccines? Any, are you, you taking any blood thinners or have any blood disorders? No. Are you pregnant or breastfeeding? No. <laughs> are any of you immunocompromised or on immunosuppressants? No. All right. Good to go. The doctor getting the shot uh, first. So those questions, I guess, Andrew, you heard that they, uh, they were to everyone. So yeah. I, initially, I thought it was just to, to the vice president about right. are you breastfeeding? But obviously, it's a, wasn't it okay? It looks pretty simple. Looks quick, quick and painless, quick and easy. Second lady, as it's called, mm -hmm. Karen Pence. And the vice president. We may see this repeated, I would think, with the, the Andrew, with the, the president-elect and, uh, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, others, the vice president-elect. Great job. And there it is. Great job. Now, this is uh, obviously the Pfizer, BioNTech, since we're, we're any second we could, get, we could hear about uh, Moderna. This vaccine is a two-dose series, so that means you'll need to come back in 21 days for the second one. Again, with any vaccine, you could have a pretty sore arm at the injection site, maybe some redness. But if anything else happens, make sure to contact a medical provider or go seek medical care. Okay? I think we can skip okay. that, Andrew, don't you think? The second, uh, the booster? <laughs> no, I think, I think we need the booster. No, no, we don't need to cover it. We uh, don't need, maybe we, we'll... we don't need to, right. Okay, we're going to uh, bring in Dr. Scott Gottlieb uh, as the vice president begins speaking, and we'll bring you what he says in just a moment. Uh, of course, uh, Dr. Gottlieb, former FDA commissioner, CBC contributor, also sits on the boards of Illumina and Pfizer. Our own Meg Terrell is with us as well. An historic moment to see the vice president uh, get what's called the jab uh, live on the air and hopefully bring some confidence to the rest of the country, doctor. Yeah, great moment. I'm glad he did it uh, on TV, and I think it will have an impact. I think the vice president will provide reassurance to a lot of Americans to go out and have confidence in taking this vaccine, both of these vaccines as well. So this is a good, good thing. Okay. At the same time that this is happening, we have so many questions to ask you, Dr. Golub, and we, we had quizzed Meg about this uh, before, and I know she, she will want to get into this as well. But just the state of play between what's happening with the statements we're hearing from Pfizer on one side over the last 24 hours and, and the statements that we're hearing uh, from uh, HHS and Alex Azar, who came on Squawk Box yesterday in terms of what is really happening here. Right. Well, there's no issue with the manufacturing. The manufacturing is going quite well. The issue right now is um, what we call lot release. So I've said before, and Albert Borla, the CEO of Pfizer, said on this show, that most of the 25 million doses that have been promised for December in the United States, and there's 25 million doses that will be produced outside the U.S., but most of those doses have been manufactured. 
Now it's a question of lot release. And so over time, that vaccine sits and then it gets released for use. And part of the part of what goes on is you keep it for a period of time to make sure it's stable, to do some testing on it. This is normal. This goes on with any biologic, certainly goes on with any vaccine. So HHS put out a statement yesterday saying that there are 7 million doses available. Um, by the end of the day today, there'll be many more doses available. And by the weekend, there'll be many, many, many more doses available. There's doses coming off of lot release all the time. So, you know, what I've said before is that I think they should be leaning forward and trying to get more vaccine into the market right now because we know a shot today is probably more valuable to a patient than a shot three weeks from now because we're at the peak of the epidemic right now. We're starting to peak. We know these shots are partially protect protective, although we don't know how much. Both the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccine are partially protective. So you want to get as much protective immunity out into the population as possible. It is the case, and HHS has acknowledged this, that they cut the shipments for next week, um, that they're trying to hold on to a lot of stock in the warehouse. Uh, and they also, I suspect that Pfizer was cut down to 2 million doses next week. I suspect that Moderna will get authorized today, and they'll ship about 5 million doses of Moderna next week. And by the end of next week, they'll have shipped 5 million of Pfizer and 5 million Moderna. I don't think that's an accident. I think that they're trying to line these things up. But, Doctor, the implication of what we heard from Pfizer yesterday was, no, no, it's not us. The government isn't releasing this. And effectively, I thought the suggestion was that they should be. Why wouldn't they be? Well, the short answer is I don't know. Um, if, I, if I was asked to speculate, which is what you're asking me to do, it's that they don't think that the channel can distribute more than, let's say, 7 million doses next week. They want to leave room for Moderna to deliver their 5 million. So they've, they've titrated back what Pfizer's shipping. They're throttling it. Um, that's the only thing I can come up with, that they want to sort of test the system. They don't want these doses sitting around, so they're trying to throttle the shipments. I think they should be taking some risk and leaning forward, trying to get more doses in people's arms, both Moderna and Pfizer. And I'm on the board of Pfizer. Obviously, viewers know that. Um, but I think getting as much protective immunity out into the population as possible is very important right now. I will say there's many more doses available. The, the statement they put out last night to the press was that there's 7 million doses available. That probably was true as of last night. But as I said, lots are coming off all the time. Um, and there'll be many, many more doses available, maybe double that by Monday as lot release goes on and more doses get released by, uh, by the company. Meg, I know you've been reporting on this the last 24 hours. Um, how, how does uh, Dr. Gottlieb's uh, perspective or speculation, if you will, square up with what you're hearing? And, and how, I mean, to some degree, it sounds, Scott, like you are, there's an implication here that there's a commercial issue here, which is to say we're going to hold back on some of the Pfizer drug because we know we have Moderna coming. I'll just say quickly, I don't think I, I don't think they're thinking about commercial issues. I think they're thinking about logistics. And, you know, they might it might be easier for them to have both companies sort of equidistant uh, in, in, in their distribution. That's the only thing I could think of. Um, they might want to line up the companies. And as of the end of next week, if they go on the current course, they'll probably have lined up both companies, assuming Moderna gets the authorization today, which I think they will. And they ship five million doses, which has been speculated about already in the press. Meg? And just to add to that, I mean, that's 
what Dr. Gottlieb is talking about is my understanding. I mean, that they want to establish sort of a, a steady cadence, as General Perna puts it, uh, in terms of getting these vaccine doses out. And, you know, yesterday throughout the day, HHS was confirming they still expect to get to 20 million people immunized with their first shot in December if uh, Moderna gets emergency use authorization. But then if you just look at the math of what's happened already, so we've got 2.9 million doses of Pfizer that went out uh, this week. Next week, there'll be 2 million doses of Pfizer, almost 6 million doses of Moderna. So that's 11 million doses. You've got one week left of December after that, and you have to get out 9 million more doses. So we'll see if that happens. They are saying that they are confident that will. But um, Dr. Gottlieb, I wonder, I mean, you said earlier this week that the problem with the antibody drugs, that there appears to be issues being able to administer them could bode poorly for the ability to administer these vaccines in the community as well. And I just wonder your thoughts about, are we going to run into these backlogs in the last mile, as you've been talking about? Well, it's a, it's a little bit of a different situation. I mean, the antibody drugs are sitting on the shelf right now. They have a shelf life, so they're not being lost. I think that there might be some concern that they'll ship vaccine and not all the vaccine will get used. I think that that's not going to be an issue here because the vaccines right now, for this month at least, are being distributed into nursing homes by CVS and Walgreens and into hospitals to healthcare workers. I think that those parties can handle a lot more vaccine and distribute it. The challenge is going to be in January when you're trying to distribute in the community. You have to go out and find eligible patients to vaccinate. That's going to be more difficult. But I think they could have pushed out a lot more vaccine through the hospitals this month in what they're doing. We could have vaccinated many more people. And again, I come back to the point this is a, the peak of the epidemic. Um, the vaccines are partially protective, although we don't understand how much, but the data does suggest that. And most people concluded that based on the data. So I don't think I'm making a leap there in saying that. And if we can get more protective immunity into people more quickly over the next week or two, that's good. that potentially can have an impact on the epidemic. Three, four weeks from now, if we, we vaccinate more people, it's not going to have the same level of impact. Doctor, who made that decision, uh, the specific decision, that to hold back some drug uh, so that there could be the second, second round rather than wait for, for the manufacturer to keep, to, to keep coming in and just expect it. Was that by vote? How did that happen? Well, I'm sure the, it was the people who were running the logistics. So there's um, people from the military in charge of this. I know the individuals and some people from HHS. I'm sure that the secretary signed off on it, but I think these are recommendations coming from logistics people. I mean, there's, there's the logistical problem, but then there's a the public health imperative. And I think the public health imperative here should triumph. I think we should try to lean forward, be aggressive, take a risk, stuff the channel a little bit, the supply chain, get more doses in people's arms um, with s having some confidence that the hospitals can absorb more. I've talked to hospitals. They're vaccinating far fewer health care providers than what they could be because they just don't have the doses available. And I don't think they're going to even catch up next week, even after the Moderna doses ship and you start having more supply in the channel. Meg, do we have any idea how protective just one dose is? We did get a sense of that from the documents that came out before both of these FDA meetings um, that it provides, I believe, I think it was slightly more than 50% protection after the first dose. The issue is, and I've talked about this at length with Monsef Slawi from Operation Warp Speed, including on our Healthy Returns live stream earlier this week, uh, is that there, there aren't data showing if you didn't get that second dose, 
um, how long that protection would last. Uh, and you know, he is very concerned that uh, if you start just giving one dose without the absolute certainty you have that second dose, then you're kind of going off label and you're sort of going in the face of all of the, these promises uh, to adhere to the, to the rigors of the clinical trial process and what has been proven. Uh, but just quickly, guys, I mean, I think that's a very important issue, but I also want to ask Dr. Gottlieb because the reason we're talking about this tension with Pfizer and HHS right now, I think, is because there is this backdrop of the negotiation over trying to get more doses in the second quarter of next year. Dr. Gottlieb, you know, you have told us that Pfizer offered these to the U.S. government as recently as November after the efficacy data. We've heard different accounts of this from HHS and from Dr. Slowey, who say they didn't see the data when they were offered the doses. What's going on now? Are they actually going to be able to reach a deal on this? Why is this taking so long and why does there appear to be such bad blood? Yeah, I'll just say, um, just to back up for a second, I agree with everything Meg said about the, um, about the dosing schedule. People need the second dose. I mean, even if the first dose is partially protective, we don't know how long that protection lasts. We've only studied it with two doses, and we only know the durability of the protection after the second dose. So you do need to get the second dose, um, but you could you know, take some risk that the manufacturing hopefully is going to keep up, which it should. We have not seen manufacturing problems once these manufacturing processes have started. As far as the negotiations, you know, I stand by everything I said on this show about what's been offered when. Um, but, you know, there's discussions going on. I hope those are going to uh, be fruitful for the American people. So I just don't want to get in front of the discussions that are going on between the company um, and the government right now. And I'm frankly probably not privy to all the details related to that anyway, so I'm not the best spokesperson for that. So I'll leave that to Pfizer to comment on and the secretary and his, uh, his colleagues. Okay. Uh, we're going to leave the conversation there. Dr. Scott Gottlieb, thank you as always. Meg Terrell, thank you as always. Uh, and I'm sure we'll be talking to both of you very, very soon. Coming up with the vaccine on the way, the Squawk team stays vigilant. My buddy Andrew's here today, and I'm trying to figure out, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to wait around after the show, Sorkin. I would like to give you a fist bump. I'm not. I'm, I'm out of here. I haven't seen you in person. I don't care. In I don't six care. months. This is what we mean about staying vigilant and staying strong. Virtual fist bumps when Squawk Pod is back. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. You're listening to Squawk Pod today with Joe Kernan and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Welcome back to Squawk Box this morning right here on CNBC. We're live at the Nasdaq market site in Times Square. Vice President Mike Pence received the COVID vaccine earlier alongside his wife and the U.S. Surgeon General. Here's what the vice president said about getting the jab. Today, 
Karen and I wanted to step forward and take this vaccine to assure the American people that while we cut red tape, we cut no corners. President-elect Biden expected to get the vaccine on camera in the next week. Joe, Joe, is the phrase jab, is that a medical term? Because I get people who say, UK. Oh, I don't like that word. UK, yeah. You know, it makes me feel like I'm in jab. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't it's know. just like a shot. Well, what's a shot? I mean, right. say a shot. Ask me if I want a shot. I think it's something totally different. It, it, it's, it's a UK term. And we had that conversation. I don't know where you were that day uh, with Eamon uh, about it. And he called it a jab. And then uh, someone said, Eamon Jabbers. And I said, I, I tweeted that and he never liked it. Andrew, I thought it was really funny. Eamon Jabbers, right? But I think he thought I, I was implying that he, that he jabbered, which I was not doing. I was just, but I like, now I use the word jab. I don't know, I feel more continental uh, when I say that. Um, but it's the same as a shot, right? A jab. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I feel like some people have, they, they have a, they're triggered by the word jab. I don't know. Yeah, why? I don't understand. Because you'd be jabbed, maybe? I don't know. I can I can tell you that I saw a headline a couple of times that, a while back where I didn't know what that, I, I thought that someone was taking a jab at someone, I, right. I, you know, the, as a, it, using it in that type of slang. Anyway, um, Jim Cramer joins us now. It's only, when's Christmas? Is it a week from today? It's coming up. I, that's all I know. It's coming, Jim. Um, is it going <laughs> to rain or shine? Uh, you think this deal gets done if nobody goes home? Yes. Do, do, really? Yes. It, yeah. And then I think there may be a second deal for the uh, for once uh, President like Biden comes in, that'll help the states. But I don't think that they can risk uh, and no party can risk this uh, going forward on this. Those numbers yesterday were really bad. And when I'm listening to all the vaccine stuff this week, you got, uh, tonight, today, you've had unbelievable stuff. But to me, the bridge to uh, when everybody gets it just seems to get longer and longer. I was hoping that Dr. Gottlieb was going to say, I can't believe how many people this weekend are going to be inoculated. Instead, I kind of felt from Meg and Dr. Gottlieb, oh, it's not it's not perfect. And meaning that I don't know when you and I are going to get vaccinated. I know. I know. We, we got we got to make it to that. Though, Jim. Yo, we, do we ever? We got to stay out of trouble. And we don't know. know how to stay out of trouble. I, I, I've got a pretty good idea, but you just I, I can't. I was saying that yesterday, and it's not about me, it's not about us, but, you know, you start thinking, God, I, I've waited this long. It'd be just my luck, you know what I mean, to get two weeks before the, you want, because you see McCrone, and it's like, so, you, you know, keep up the guard, keep up, you know. I, and I, it's I, hard. Yeah, I mean, it, I went yeah. to a party last week, two people came in, I didn't know at the end of the day, at the end, and, and Lisa, my wife, said to me, get out of here. I said, why? She said, those are people we don't know. I said, but, but, but how do we know whether they have COVID? I said, you, who cares? We don't know them. So, I mean... You know, even people you know could I, have it. But I, hey, I, my buddy Andrew's here today, and I'm he, trying to figure out. I, I don't. I'm, I'm not going to wait around after the show, Sorkin. I would like to give you a fist bump. I'm not. I'm, I'm out of no. here. Is I'm Andrew, out of here. I don't know where you've been. Well, is Andrew out because David took over his place? Andrew, you are you in like a B and B and Airbnb? <laughs> no, we lost electricity 25 minutes before the show started this morning. That's his story. Holy cow! To it. Let's like blackout. I was on the phone with 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 Joe at 6 a.m. this morning, literally sitting in a room. It was completely black. So I rushed over here. We're uh, we're a developing country. Right. At least in California, it feels like a a developing but not a developed country. Maybe in New York's like that. That's very con ed. We have to give them a, a little shout out there. Is it their fault? I'll wave to you, Andrew, when, when I leave. I'm not, uh, don't, don't try to get to, don't, don't get close to me. An elbow bump, come on. I don't think so. No, nothing. 
No, I, no, nothing at all. The I socials, haven't seen you in person. I don't care. In I don't six care. Six months. This is what we mean about staying vigilant and staying strong. I have. Hold on. What? I've got my N95 here. Hold on. I'll, I'm, I'll wear I'll my N95. I'll see your N95, and I'll raise you yeah, my N95. I've got a really great N95. That, that protects you, but would, not me, well, Sorkin. I was, you know, I'll wear something right? on top of it, but right now. I mean, that protects me, but not that protects you, but not me. Every man for himself. No, no, are you crazy? I protect you from me and you, everybody. How about if we just stay away from each other? That's okay. better than this, right? I, I don't want you to do this. Is no offense, Andrew, if I'm not here when you come down from up there. I'm I will be here. offended. Andrew, do you have a fire pit in your apartment like I have in my, in my house? I mean, you have a fire. We all sit around it. Yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah. Not, not in the you city, need a but fire pit. Yes. Yes, we do. I could have done the show in front of a fire pit. That may be next time. I'm smiling. Can you tell? That's Squawk Pod for today and for another week. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin, mostly. Special thanks today to Dom Chu and Meg Terrell for pinch hitting. Another eventful day in 2020. Joe, can I come over to your place after the show? Come over. You are welcome. Here's a reminder to subscribe to Squawk Pod. We are available for free wherever you listen. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating. Hopefully five stars, but you tell us. You can also write a review. That helps other listeners discover this podcast. We'll meet you back here on Monday. Have a good weekend. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.